If Jesus is divine, how can he be a human being? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hear the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you explore the big story and big truths of Scripture. I'm Brian DeBozik, and with me is Aaron Armstrong. Aaron, one of these days we need to have... You said that very uncertainly. Well, because one of these days we need to have outtakes, because that was like my fourth go at that. I kept tripping on things. So I was... That was that paragraph was like a, a, a series of landmines for me just then for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it is an, it is a Thursday afternoon, so... I and so here, let me give you all my excuses. I've been recording podcasts like crazy this week. They all just kind of converge this week. Mm-hmm. So one would argue I should be better at it by now. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but you're you're you've also been using your mouth a whole I, lot, and your brain's turning to mush. And so. I don't usually use my brain at all. So yeah, this is That's it, true. it's been a taxing week. And then my screen, I think it was not zoomed in quite enough. My old man eyes were having trouble there. <laughs> Your middle-aged no, man. No, my eyes. old man eyes. So I made a cake last night for my family, and and I poured the two cups of water into the mix. And as I'm starting it, in my mixer, I'm thinking, man, that's really thin. And then I looked at the box, and sure enough, it was one cup. My old man eyes couldn't read it. So is it time to be glasses full time? No, nah, well, I mean, I've got contacts in, but that's the problem. Is I have to wear my readers, or they have the bifocal contacts, which I tried for about ten minutes and got rid of them. Interesting. Yeah. There's another thing. They can um, put one near and one far-sighted, one in each eye. Interesting. And so they tried that as well, and that lasted about 10 seconds. They say that you get used to it. Your brain compensates, but it was really hard. So instead, I said, no, I'll, I'll take the readers and just botch cakes from time to time. There you go. There you go. Yes, if you don't remember to put them on, yeah. then you're going to have problems. Yeah. Um, now, do you have them... So that they just sit on the sit on the very tip of your nose. <laughs> I, I do sometimes. <laughs> nice. If I'm doing Fantastic. if I'm doing a lot like so if I'm reading and then I look up at my screen, which I don't need the readers for, and so you got to have them down at the tip of your nose to look over them. It's mm-hmm. very pretentious looking go. as well. I need a tweed jacket and. Oh, totally. Well, I mean, you're working on your PhD, so it's. it's I think I get one at graduation. It's time. It's time. Yeah. That's right. Um, so. All right. <laughs> So before we get in any more trouble, well, you know, let's uh, here. Let me segue. So this just reminds me of the brokenness of being a human. That I'm just, you know, like mm-hmm. you, we're all humans. We break down. It's kind of the condition after the fall. So how in the world was Jesus a human? That's a great question, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that a good segue? I think that is. That was good. Well done. Uh-huh. Well done. Because that's what we're talking that, about that, today. Well, eventually, we're, we finally got to talk about it. That's so, true. Well, we set we it set up. it up. It's a long setup. So, All right, let's talk about so, Jesus' humanity. Aaron, go ahead, as always, going to read the essential doctrine, and then we'll go from there. That sounds great. And uh, just as again, a reminder, as always, there is a short explainer video that accompanies this podcast that you can find at gospelproject.com. So here is the description of Jesus' humanity that appears in our 99 essential doctrines. So in addition to being fully divine... The Bible also affirms that Jesus is fully human. Not only does the Old Testament affirm that the promised one, that is the Messiah, would be a man, but the New Testament also affirms that Jesus' earthly life bore all the marks of being a human being. 
he experienced the circumstances common to living as a human being, such as hunger, thirst, weariness, sorrow, and pain. So those are just a few of the examples of his humanity. We also see later in other places that he got frustrated. He got annoyed. He got sad. But he did all this without sin. That's an important caveat that we've got to make abundantly clear and absolutely and so if we kind of summarize this we would say that this doctrine is 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 pretty straightforward jesus is fully human but again i would give a caveat because we are the kings of caveats um as of the incarnation he he took on humanity at the incarnation Mm -hmm. this is what philippians 2 is talking about um so he added that to his divine nature um Yes. So that that's an important again many people listening is like of course but let's just be clear about that. But that is an important caveat because I mean yes Jesus is Jesus is divine. He is and he is eternal. He has always existed as part of the Trinity. The three persons of the Trinity are the the three in one all existed from beginning from the beginning of time. But Jesus wasn't didn't always have a wasn't always both God and man. Yeah. Entering into the entering into creation, he became such yeah. in the incarnation. So, so where do we see this in Scripture? I, usually, I ask you to cover this, but I'll, I, we're going to kind of stay general here. So I'll cover it Let's do and it. let you kind of lead us through any cautions that you can think of. Um, but we see this. Uh, many were were mentioned in the description without scripture references, but just a couple, Isaiah 7, 14, Isaiah 9, 6, Micah 5, 2, and 3 are all Old Testament prophecies that talk about the Messiah being born. Um, so, of course, the birth of Jesus go to the gospel narratives. Uh, of course, we see that Jesus, the Son of God, being born, taking on the flesh. And then again, as, as we're listed in the, uh, the essential doctrine paragraph itself, we see these displays of humanity, Jesus becoming hungry, Matthew 4, 2, becoming thirsty, John 19, 28, being tired, Matthew 8, 24, and, and so forth. The pain of the crucifixion, the death, all these, of course, affirm that Jesus was fully human and fully divine. So what cautions do we have to keep in mind as we understand this doctrine, Aaron? What do you have? Yeah, well, there's a couple of them. Um, one of them that we have to remember right at the outset. I mean, you you added this caveat right away, as so- almost as soon as I finished talking about the doctrine itself, which is the with it without sin clause. So Jesus is utterly unique among human beings in that he is completely and totally without sin. Never once did he did he sin in any way, shape, or form, despite the accusations of many religious leaders um, who often accused him of blasphemy. But he didn't do that. <laughs> um, and part of the reason that we know that he didn't is because God raised him from the dead uh, on the third day. Yeah, but we know that he, Hebrews talks about this. We have a sympathetic high priest mm-hmm. who understand what it's like for us to be tempted uh, he right. knows that appeal, but he did not give into it. So he can relate with us. Um, he was tempted. We think about immediately at the beginning of his earthly ministry, uh, at the beginning after the baptism, what happened? 
Satan tempted him, very real temptation. Um, So, you know, he was hungry in that, for example, and it could have been very tempting and likely was very tempting for him to heed Satan's uh, encouragement to turn rocks into bread. So he is, we have to be careful that he is not superhuman. He is truly human. And at the same time, yep. we have to be careful to, to preserve. He is not sub-divine. He is fully divine. Correct. He's not somewhere yes. in the middle. Yeah. And that's, again, this is that tension of Jesus being one, one person with two natures. And that, and it's not half, a, half of one, half of the other. It's fully of each. And so it's, it's a concept that is incredibly difficult. If you're scratching your head with us, with us talking about that, I mean, we talked about it just in, just in last week's episode, we're going to be talking about it again. Um, when we talk about the sinlessness of Jesus, um, in a little bit more detail, uh, probably next week or the week after (laughs) it is, it's hard to understand and it's okay. People have been scratching their heads about this for for give or take about 2000 years. So, if you're confused, guess what? You're in good company. It really is. It's it's one of those uh, mysteries of the faith that we ought to dive into and strive to understand more clearly, but quickly understand we never will fully grasp it. It it, it stretches us beyond our limited minds of understanding. Um, and that's okay. Uh, but again, what we need to do, while we can't get quite to understanding it in its fullness, we can preserve ourselves from the mistakes that we've been talking about. Do not compromise right. either his divinity or his humanity and don't mix them. Correct. They both have to be there and both have to be distinct. So, um, all right. So let's, uh, let's move on to our next big question because... And we've, like we always do, we always kind of get ahead of ourselves on some <laughs> of this stuff, and that's okay because we did. But um, you know, what are some of the differences that that an un, a right understanding or as close to right as we can get of Jesus as a human being makes in our lives? Well, let me go back to what I was just talking about a minute ago with with Jesus being our high priest. Uh, again, Hebrews four fifteen mentions this specifically that that we do not have a high priest, meaning Jesus, who cannot sympathize with our experiences. And I think for us, this reminds us that not only does does God love us, not only does the, did Christ sacrifice himself for us and so forth, but also he understands where we are. I, I love the idea of divine condescension. And by that, we mean that God lowered himself we see it in Philippians 2. Jesus humbled himself to take on the flesh, to walk amongst his creation, the creator contained within the creation. A fascinating truth, a head scratcher. But to remember he did that and he experienced life as we experience it so that he understands. So when we pray to him, when we're struggling, when we are hurting and, and when we have given in to sin, Unlike him, he never gave in. When we do give in and we go in repentance and confession, we do not have a God who is shaking his head at us going, tsk, 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 I can't believe he did it again. We have a God who welcomes us um, and, and, and extends grace upon grace upon us. And so I think this is really helpful. Some may not connect these dots, but they ought to be connected between Jesus' humanity and the love and grace that we receive from God. 
um, I, I think it's a really helpful reminder of the posture that we should and can uh, have as we come before our God. How about you? Yeah. Do you what, what kind of difference do you think this should make? Well, I mean, ultimately, the difference is, is that this doctrine means the gospel's true. Uh, yep. This is part of how the gospel is true, guys. So we can, so if Jesus is human, that means that the required substitute for our sin was paid. Human death was owed for human sin. And not just human death, a sinless human death. And guess what? Sinless human death was paid. It was accomplished by Jesus on the cross 2,000 years ago, never to be repeated again, never needed to be repeated again. It's done. And that's really good news for us because it means this is why we can, we can, can in, in the, the, the language of Hebrews that we can go to him with boldness, this high priest who is, who is able to sympathize with us because not only does he understand, but he's already taking care of everything for us. That doesn't mean that we go and we do whatever we want. And it doesn't mean that we don't experience consequences for sin in this life, but it just does mean that the ultimate consequence has already been paid and its punishment has been Accomplished. Yeah, boldness does not mean flippantly. Correct. Boldness means with confidence, believing, trusting what is true. So, yeah, we can still go boldly, but with deep with humility and awe. Yeah, yeah, those two things are not in conflict, no. um, and that's something that we have a hard time understanding again because we're human beings and we like things to be simple either ors, um, and. You know, much like this doctrine, which is not a simple either or, it's a yes, it's a both and, so is humility and boldness in faith. All right, I think that's a good place for us to wrap up this episode. So thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.